Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends. This is Marnie Sudberg and I'm excited to welcome you to an event planner and women's ministry leadership training program on how to recruit volunteers, attract attendees, and host awesome women's events. Our guest today is Judy Trippi, and we're going to be talking during this hour about the value and practicalities of job descriptions for each committee and some positions new planners sometimes fail to consider, how to establish an event ministry team, a core group of 8 to 10, key communication points for coordinator and committee leaders, how to empower your committee leaders to recruit volunteers, why early invitations are the most powerful and how to get things going, plus key free marketing tools, and the value of each. Again, our guest today is Judy Trippi. She's one of our speakers over at womenspeakers.com. But over the past um, 19 years, she has organized and hosted over 40 events that have been attended by thousands of women. Judy has trained hundreds of women, proven techniques of event planning, and holds a staff position as Director of Women's Ministry in one of the largest churches in the Florida Baptist Convention. And again, you can learn more about her over at womenspeakers.com. You spell her name Judy, of course, J-U-D-Y, and then Trippi, T-R-I-P-I. Welcome to you, Judy. Hi. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's great to have you, and I can't wait to hear what you've got to share with us because you have a lot of experience. And uh, you've learned many lessons the hard way, I'm sure, and you can save some of us some uh, real pain, some uh, <laughs> some stubbed toes and some bruised hearts. <laughs> so I'm excited to share what you have, uh, hear what you have to share and to kind of pick your brain a little bit. So maybe can you okay. remember back to uh, earlier in your um, event planning history when maybe you made a big mistake or a blunder or possibly the first time you realized, oh, my goodness, there's more of this than I imagined. <laughs> well, there's probably too many to name, uh, but every time it seems like you do an event, you think you have it all planned and you don't. <laughs> and then uh, halfway through it or at the end you go, oh, my, I should have added that position or I should have, you know, had a lady doing this or that. So, I would say the the major one was a parking event, um, probably my second or third uh, event that we had. Um, didn't even think about needing parking guys to be out and park, and also that we didn't have enough parking spaces. So that mm-hmm. became um, one of the, the nightmares for me, but I re- uh, quickly realized that we needed to do that. That's that's one, I would say, one of the major things that, that I ran into was not having enough parking. Um, if you uh, invite 300 women, you need at least uh, 250 parking spaces. So those were that was probably the park. <laughs> so yeah, you learn unfortunately. That was just one. There's 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 a few others that you you kind of learn along the way. Um, having making sure that you have a a team that uh, takes down. You know, you always have somebody that's willing to set up and help you do the decorations and get everything out. And the event's over and you look around and there's no one left, but a few. And okay. so uh, that is another one that I would say is definitely one that you would want. You would want to make sure that you, whoever puts it up, helps to take it down and then have a few extras as well. It really does help. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this is kind of one of the topics that's near and dear to your heart is to make sure that a new planner considers all the positions that are important to an event. And I'd like us to spend some time right now maybe just going through a list of, the. you know, you mentioned a couple here, but I know you have more, and maybe why each one is important. So, And we're having just a little bit of a difficulty. I'm not sure if, is it, are you moving around at all, but there's a little difficulty in your reception. Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, okay, I'm we'll moving. just go forward and okay. and uh, pray for okay. the best. Sorry. Okay, very good. Okay, that's okay. okay. That's all right. So let's go ahead and talk first about um, the positions and, and the committees, maybe that you would have for a particular event. Okay, well, I think the obvious ones, of course, be a prayer team. That would be number one that uh, you would want to have. That would be your one of your obvious ones. Uh, a decorating team, of course, would be another one. Someone that uh, does the marketing for your ticket sales, 
uh, for tickets would be uh, probably the third of your, you know, the ones that you would take right at first. And then, of course, hospitality, if you're having uh, any type of food or beverages, you would want to have someone that would do the hospitality for that and beverages. So that would be, I think, the obvious ones. Um, and, of course, you, you know, you have your um, – This I talked about the takedown team, but you do need a setup team, especially if you have a stage. That should be a separate position. It's too much on the decorating team to um, have them do everything. And so you could even do subcommittees under that. If you have decorating, you could go have a setup team, a takedown team. Um, then you have gifts. If you do gifts and door prizes, that would be another position that I think would be very important to have. And then registration, you need someone uh, not just at the door but actually in a separate area because someone might show up that's lost their ticket uh, if they or they want to come and they haven't they haven't come and let you know in advance so you don't have a will call for them. So that's good to have that as well. Um, also a production team. I think unless depending on the size of your church, a lot of times um, in smaller churches you don't have uh, actually a production team that's on staff. So you would need to make sure that you talked with and set up a production team, whether it's through your min- women's ministry, have someone that actually can to work that production part. Um, I think that's an important one as well. Are you hearing me okay? Yep, you're coming through Hello? loud and clear. Oh. Yep. Oh, can good, you hear me? good, good. 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 Yes. Yes. And I then, um, under do you have do you like to have a um, like a program committee or something like that? Who does that? Where you throw that one? Oh, we set the program up. Yes, we do, and that's usually done with our core team. Uh, we have a um, you know a core team that we have established that that uh, stays with the women's ministry team until it's not one that you. Sometimes people say, well, I'll stay on a team for three years, but I've had some ladies with me 10 years now, and that's really great to have that core team, and they're the ones that really help you with the program part of it, putting it together. Okay, sure. Okay, so and let's talk about the core team in a minute, but right now let's just go back. Okay. Let's just go back okay. up to a little bit, just, um, just for a listener who's maybe not familiar with what falls under the production team. Okay. Uh, the production team would be um, making sure that the stage is set up if you're having a keyboard, if you have um, a speaker that needs a cordless mic, if you have a singer that needs a mic, and making sure all the mics are in place for that person and make sure that they are in touch with them to have them come ahead of time to to practice beforehand and make sure the sound equipment is good. If there's music involved, um, it would also the production team would have to be coordinate that with the the production, Um, make sure that if you have any overheads or anything that requires them a hands-on with them, you would need someone to be able to, you know, talk to them. Right. So PowerPoint, video, recordings of of the program, anything like that is all going to be under there. Right. And for gifts and and door prizes, um, let's talk a little bit about – like I know, I know when we've done it, the you have a team that goes out and actually gets um, asks for donations and uh, puts that kind of thing together. Is there anything that you have as a specific um, tip there or strategy to help the gift or the door prize committee be successful? Right. Um, again, I think it depends on the church. Uh, some churches are, are really great and, and okay with you going in asking for donations uh, from different organizations or from different stores. Um, I found sometimes it's nice to ask the ladies if they would like to donate something for baskets or that type of thing, and then that way you're not always going to you know the stores. I feel like if they see me coming, um, I don't want them to run thinking I'm going to ask them for another donation. <laughs> So yeah. we found that sometimes just baskets are really nice, and that that ladies, um, you know, will do will have theme baskets, and and they'll bring uh, the volunteers. Uh, usually, you have at least twenty five volunteers, and you pretty much get what you need to give away for that. Um, 
so that that's kind of how we do it instead of going to Great different um, businesses. Yeah, I just it, I don't know. I I just don't want them to run if they see me coming. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. here they come again right. to ask. You know, so that's what we do. But there are a lot of churches that do and go ask for donations, and I think a lot of businesses love to do that as well and get their name out. So I think it kind of works. Whatever the event is and whatever the picture um, that you want to project into the community would have a lot to do with how you what you ask for. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What is uh what is one of the most important lessons that you can share with us about food? <laughs> about food? Yep. I'm sorry. Okay, about food. Oh goodness. About <laughs> coordinating the food, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, coordinating. <laughs> That's a good one. Um wow. Finding the right person to um, be the hospitality, uh, put the food together, is so important to keep the cost where it's co- you know it's cost effective for ladies to come to be able to buy their tickets. We found that um, over the years I've found I've tried different um, colleagues uh, caterers and they've all been good, a little bit different. But I've, I've found that what the what I've found sometimes is what the food is that they have you taste and try before the event is not always the food that you get. Sometimes mm-hmm. when it is mass produced, it tastes a little different. So, um, you know, that's just a, that's, that's probably the most difficult to, especially if it's made from scratch, you just don't really know, but we've never had too many disasters. I think the worst one was a couple of years ago at our Christmas, we had a Christmas brunch and we did not know that the gas had been turned off in our kitchen because of a leak. Our kitchen coordinator, I know. And so Uh when the caterer got there, unfortunately, he had a kitchen. And he also went to another church. So he took all the food to his church and to his kitchen and his restaurant and fixed it and came and brought it back. But that was a little, we had to actually reverse the program. We went from having the food first, we just reversed it. It was just like automatically, I said, ladies, we're just changing it. So we did. We just had the sugar yep. and all that. So it, it worked. God took care of it. God was in the details of that. It was just like, wow. Um, but I think prayer is probably <laughs> the most important thing you can do through the whole event, beginning from the very start of it to the very end of it and after. <laughs> so um, without so that, um, it can't happen. It can't happen. It just doesn't. Right. And just so that to, was probably just the stay. scariest one. Yeah, just to stay really humble. I remember one that we were at, and um, that it was it was in a major, um, oh, a city center, and a huge catering and all that. And we had confirmed and confirmed and confirmed, and got there. And they said, um, "So supper's in two hours," and we're like, "No, supper's in an hour." And they're like, "No, supper's in two hours." <laughs> and we had all the documentation that said that supper was in an hour, but it would. I mean, there is no way you're going to rush supper for that many people um at that point the only thing to do right. and like in your situation is you just you just adjust the schedule and really honestly mm-hmm. people as long as they get you know everything that was that they were hoping or expecting to get people flow with it pretty well and the most important thing is to remember that god is organizing and orchestrating all the aspects right. of that i remember that night that it was interesting it needed to be that way there was something that changed in that hour and uh, it needed to be that way for God to accomplish what he was going to do. So never underestimate the power of the unseen world. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to come right back. We're going to come right back and talk about how to establish an event ministry team of a core group of 8 to 10. We'll be right back. WomenSpeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit WomenSpeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Do you have a book in you? Do you know what to do? Check out the author training program at womenspeakers.com. You'll meet editors, publishers, agents, and publicists. 
whose instruction will take you from thinking to action and from manuscripts to book ASAP. The training also includes the eversion of the how-to guide, Idea to Amazon, in 14 days. Don't wait any longer. Get that book out of your head and into the hands of the readers who need it now. Learn how in the author training section at www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie and our guest today, Judy Trippy. We're talking about how to recruit volunteers, attract attendees, and host awesome women's ministry events. Judy, let's go ahead. So we were talking before the break. We were talking about some positions that planners needed to remember to include. But even before you get to the practicalities of an event, you have to really think about um, who's in charge of the overall concepts. Like who's coming up with the ideas? Who's Who's going to decide who's going to speak, uh, what direction to go? And, and you call this a core ministry team. So go ahead and talk to mm-hmm. us about that. Um, I think it's one of the things that I realized over the years, um, you want to keep the, that core team small. Jesus had 12 disciples, and I know why. More than 12 is just too many to make decisions together. So I've found that 10, 8 to 10 usually really works for me, but I would say no more than 12 um, just because uh, it just gets there's too many voices in that. Uh, I usually look for ladies that, of course, know the Lord and love the Lord and that are growing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a lady that's, you know, mature in Christ, so to speak. It's one that's growing in Christ. And um, I just pray for God to put a lady in front of me, and, and, and he, he does. And I usually meet with them and interview them. I look, at, look for the spiritual gifts that God has given them. Uh, you want your team, that core team, to be balanced. You don't want a whole lot of ladies that um, um, are real, really, really social, and then you don't have some that are really um, very an organized group. So a mixed team. Same with personalities. I kind of look for that mix of personalities that work together and all walks of life, and it seems to work if I have that core group. And I have quite a few ladies who have been with me, and I've just been really blessed to have some with me um, over 10 years, and and that's a blessing because they already know it's a lot easier um, to bring the new ones on, and and they can just jump right in, and and um, and it mixes really well. Absolutely. So, do you have like titles for each of these? people on your core team or is it just a general team that discusses future plans um what i usually do is uh i have moved them around as uh, as their uh gifts if, if you a lot of times god gives us extra more than one gift and so you see them develop those gifts and but yes i do give them titles i do have someone that uh, that is an assistant director to me that helps with all the little details in the background but I have a de- you know, someone that heads up our decorating committee and our greeting committee, um, and then someone that, that heads up the uh, culinary part for the food and the beverages. So, yes, I do. I, I give them. Um, and at the first of each year, we all sit down and we pray and I ask them if there's a, a position they would like to add or change or um, – because God does speak with them as well as he does me and everyone. So it's really important that they have a, a voice in what they want to do as well. Mm. So is it true then that your core team kind of leads up each of the event teams? Uh, each one takes a team. Is that about how it works out? It, it does. And then, uh, like I said, we, we add um, other positions, depending on the size of the event. If we need more than 10 to 12 um, core leaders, then we start adding other positions um, and let them lead that. But I still have one of the core team over that position since they know yep. the they, – they have yeah, they have more of the details. Okay, and just for just out of curiosity, how many events per year does your core team um, host? We do overseas? two to three. Two to three. Most two of the time, three. two. We try to do one, one in one on Ed Christmas well, in November, and then we try to do one in the um, February to April, somewhere in that. Because it takes, um, you know, time to plan them. So you know, when you get more than that, Absolutely. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to coordinate anything. Yep. And uh, when you look back over your years in women's ministry, have you seen a change in that? Like, did you used to do more? Did you used to do less? Um, what's changed? 
Well, I, I think what I'm seeing, the, the bigger, bigger events are becoming less and the more the smaller group events. Uh, I've always done a, like breakout. We, we try to do an in-reach into the church and an outreach. So we do our outreach as a, an event that we invite people from out in the community, women, sisters, you know, someone that maybe doesn't attend church. Mm-hmm. And then our in-reach, we try to focus on the ladies within our church. And that's usually uh, breakout sessions and smaller groups. I'm finding that, th- that those um, those seem to be the one, the need that's out there right now, especially with the younger women. I'm seeing that. Okay. They want more of the smaller right. groups. And then have you guys in your church, have you guys started to, or have maybe been for a long time, taking a group to a major event, either you know, e-conference women or um, best more or any, anything like that? Do you guys go as a group to that, or how do you how do you do that? Oh, I usually have a, re- a retreat for the core team uh, every year, and then um, we're such a, a big church. It's very difficult to take a lot of women to any of those big events because you get lost and totally lose each other. So usually, what we do is we put it in the bulletin and and put it on Facebook and those kinds of things, and put it out there for ladies and encourage them through their Bible studies to go together that way. Yeah. Okay. It works yep. better because, you know, to take 100 women or more, mm, it's a, very difficult. Right. Especially Absolutely. when you don't have seating anymore. Uh, one of the things I've found in the huge, huge ones, you know, where you're five to 15,000 or more, um, they don't have uh, assigned seating anymore like they used to have 15 right. years ago. And try to seat that many ladies together. doesn't. You can't. You can barely, right. you know, seat five or ten. So... Uh, we found that that just works better that way, and we have vans available if they want to get together as Bible study groups and go, and that seems to work better for us for the size of our church. Hmm. So cool. So let's just spend a couple minutes talking about how to communicate um, with your coordinators and your committee leaders. Um, do you have some strategies that have really worked for you? I found a couple that really work. Of course, um, um, emailing, you know, having everybody on the email list, of course, is, is number one, that everybody has a date and time um, and to respond to the emails. But the other one is Google Docs. We use that for all of our setup um, for any, if we have a table to sell tickets where where people sign up, uh, table that's put on Google Docs so that everyone can remember where they're assigned. It's probably been the most efficient thing that we've done in the last about four years now. Mm. It is true. I I love them, too. And for those of you who may not be familiar with that, um, what it is is it's like Google. You can get at it from any computer anywhere, anytime, except that it's documents. It's just a, a, a portion of their business there. And they let you use it for free. So whether you're sharing a document or an Excel uh, spreadsheet or something like that, you can share it for free up there. And everybody, and you decide who gets access to it. So like um, some of you, some of your forms, maybe only the leadership team would get access to, whereas right. other forms it would be open to the public to see. And then people are able to come and go and they can edit it even. As a team, you can edit it. And right. I think, Judy, one of the most fun things that I've done with it, too, is like if you and I are on the same team and we're talking about, let's say, the food, and we have our document open, we can both be writing on there and adding our comments at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it instantly, as soon as you mouse over away, it instantly updates it so the other person can see it. It's true that that is just made um, coordinating details just so much so much more doable. So when you have this core committee that goes all year round and is planning out mm-hmm. the future, how far do you guys typically plan? Like, are you are you booking a guest speaker like two years in advance? How how far are you out? Uh, usually, we're out uh, twelve to 10, uh, twelve to ten months. I usually we okay. usually book out that yeah about a year in advance. If you wait any longer than that, you're not going to find the speaker. Um, we always set the date. One of the things we found that if we stay close to, especially in a large church, well, even in a small church, if you 
if you stay close to the same date every year, then everybody already kind of puts it on their calendar. They already start getting excited about it. They'll they'll stop you and go, oh, when are, you know, when are you going to put it out? What's the date? And I'll say, well, it's, you know, it's always very close to the same date. And that really has helped. Um, it's helped the planning for the calendar for the church and, you know, booking the location that you're going to have it in within the church and, and those types of things. So that that's really – you really need to be out at least 12 months. Yeah, for that. Yep. for that reason, yep. and for Great. your speakers. Yep, super. Well, we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about how to empower your committee leaders to recruit volunteers, as well as during the rest of the hour, we're still going to talk about invitations and how to get the ball rolling, as well as marketing tools. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you lead a women's Bible study or know someone who does? Check out BibleStudyExpo.com. That's www.BibleStudyExpo.com. Here you'll meet the authors of the most recently released Bible study books for women. You'll meet Liz Curtis-Higgs, Lisa Bevere, Pam Farrell, Elisa Morgan, and dozens of other Bible study book authors. Each author is given 15 minutes to share the story behind her book, her ideal audience, and a little bit about the study's format so you can decide which Bible studies you want to introduce next. It's all available to you free and online at www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's www.biblestudyexpo.com. You can enjoy social networking success in just 15 minutes a day. That's right. You can enjoy the benefits of social media all in 15 minutes a day using Marnie's sane social networking strategies. Get your 30-page ebook free right now at www.womenspeakers.com. That's sane social networking success in 15 minutes a day from www.womenspeakers.com. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we are doing some event planner training today with our special guest, Judy Trippy, who is a speaker over at womenspeakers.com. You can check her out if you go to womenspeakers.com. Just type in Judy, J-U-D-Y, and then Trippy is T-R-I-P-I. Judy, let's talk about um, recruiting volunteers because, honestly, I mean, you've just listed off a lot of different jobs that need to get done, and obviously one person can't do it, and so now the next thing is, okay, great, I've got all this work, and now what do I do? Help, help, now what do I do? So um, give us some insider strategies for getting people to volunteer. Well, I think uh, the first thing is to let a volunteer know that they're needed. Uh, I think that um, that's the most important, and to talk to them one-on-one. I think that also, you know, you can put a big blurb out there and ask for volunteers, and most of the time you get a few, but, you know, the one-on-one seems to be the the, um, recruiting thing that works for me just to talk to that lady and find out, you know, what she is all about and – find a spot for her and recruit her to volunteer where she's comfortable and encourage her to do that. Um, that that works for me. The one-on-one um, and, and it, with the core team, the same thing. I say to them, you know, um, talk to the ladies that you know and find out what their, where their heart is and let's get them volunteer to do something. And, and that works. When you have eight to ten women out looking, uh, you, you double yourself by just asking one. And then you already have 20. So it really doesn't take long to get the volunteers. It's just having that the, the, that core group that has that recruiting um, 
and they they know the purpose. And I think that's that's another goal that you have to have is once you get them excited about it, oh my gosh. If the lady's excited about what's going on, she will tell everyone she knows. And if you if your purpose is to have them to find volunteers, they will do it. I mean, they're just great. So they're they're really your resource. Hmm. That's awesome. Do you ever do you ever recruit volunteers at events, like actually, you know, do a call out for it then? Uh, no, I've never done that. I'm not saying that 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 can't be done or shouldn't be done. Um, just not something that I've ever thought about doing. Um, yeah, I know um, something. I've, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it done a couple times. Where at the event, toward mm-hmm. the end of the event. Um, they right. do like a video of the upcoming, you know, the upcoming event mm-hmm. uh, promo, and we're going to talk about promotion here in just a couple of minutes. But um, okay. sometimes that's a great time to say, you know, if this has really ministered to you today and you want to be involved in helping other women, you know, um, come to something like this. We are seeking some volunteers at this time, and you can go over and talk to whoever. And uh, that seems like a good way to capture some of the people that otherwise yeah. would go through the cracks. It also does kind of open it opens you up to having some volunteers come and help that maybe don't even know Jesus yet, um, maybe that sure. aren't uh, skilled enough to be a leader on a team. But uh, talk about, like, you know, in my in my experience, there's always positions to put everybody who wants to help. <laughs> so what is That's what right. have you That's guys right. found? What have you guys found with that? Oh, it's true. You you um, there's always something that you can have someone do. Um, and if you have them come along, someone that's already seasoned a little bit in that, uh, they're so they're more than willing to even to show them like putting someone even making coffee in the kitchen. You know, when you need to, when you have 300 women, you need a lot of coffee. I'm told. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> uh, there, we have a joke about our coffee. But anyway, we seem to uh, the the girl that is in charge of that always talks. <laughs> Talks about that they need IVs. <laughs> IV the coffee. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you always need people to do that. So there are so many things that you can help, and even decorating. You know, if you have the if you have the stuff there that women, I haven't found too many women that were not capable of decorating. Honestly, everyone they all seem women. I think were just born with natural talents to do that. So there are there's so many jobs like that, and and um, you know, greeters the same thing. You know, you just train them. Um, Share with them, give them time to practice what they they say at the door, make it. Uh, and I think practice is a lot of it, just so that they're um, encouraged and assured of what they're saying. Uh, it helps them to know, even to give them a little dialogue. Doesn't have to be your words, but if you give them a couple words, they can go with that. So yeah, there's so many jobs out there, but I like the idea of at the end um, implementing that. So that is something I am definitely going to try this year. I can't wait to try that mm-hmm. and and. That that sound that's good. It's something that just didn't go across my brain. So good. Yeah, awesome. And, and now, that. when you have volunteers, do you like have one major meeting, uh, like a kickoff meeting, where you have your core leaders meet with their groups? So maybe you all meet together, and then you have your core leaders meet mm-hmm. with their groups, and then from there, uh, maybe um, come back together, or that's the end of the meeting. Do right. you ever have anything like that? Yes, that's what we do. We always have a kickoff meeting, uh huh, with everybody yeah, so there that's the, going to yeah, be involved. Describe what that meeting looks like for you. Um, usually, what we do is uh, we have you know the the one time, and I always say one time so the ladies don't know that they don't have to go to fifty nine meetings, you know, especially right. when it's right. six months out or even two months out, and then um, again with the core group, I actually have the the core groups explain. Um, what they're looking for for, for volunteers um, and what we need if we need hostesses for tables. Um, so each each of, of the that core team have the opportunity about what they're doing and what they're looking for in the, in the group. And, of course, we all divide up at that point uh, and pray over whatever the event is and whatever's going on. We do that as well. But the kickoff is so important to get that encouragement out there to get the purpose out there to get the goal established so everybody is on the same page uh and then after after that we divide up into the groups then those core leaders they take care of of the groups that they have 
and then they report. Yeah. But everything is done CC and emails. In other words, if they're emailing someone, they CC others. So we all see the same thing, and that uh, same thing with Google Docs is that you can see what everybody's doing. If they're adding volunteers to their to their group, you can see that, and that helps to keep us all together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, kind of on one page. Yeah, that's right. That's great. And then as far as your core team, how often do you guys meet? We meet once a month. We do. Yeah. It, and then uh, any less than team, that. Yeah, sorry. you start to kind of lose momentum. And then with the teams, so the core group, uh, your core team meets once a month, and then the team leaders, the core team, as they go off with their own teams, they kind of just meet as much as is necessary, I would assume, not on a – like. Right. You know, the setup and teardown probably don't quite have as much of a meeting need as the food committee. True. And and you might only have, for instance, depending on the size of the event, you might have from um, five, well, say 10 to 20 greeters. So they might, they might, they might meet one more time together, but through emails, they coordinate everything. Uh, But they do Mm -hmm. meet um, before the event. Two days before usually is what we do with the greeters so that we know, make sure that life happens and you might lose a two or three. So you want to make sure you have enough greeters. Um, it's so important, especially if someone is not from your church or, you know, not churched, that they feel comfortable when they get there. The other thing that I that I forgot to mention as far as I think that's really, really important today is to have um, a security team of men, a few, around the church uh, during the event. I found that women feel very comfortable knowing that there's some guys standing around, um, especially like the door to the parking lot. And um, during the event, that they see them. If they go out of the room, they see the, you know, we usually use four to five men for that. And that's really uh, been greatly appreciated. Women feel very comfortable and very safe having that. Have you ever have you ever doubled over so the parking crew is the same guys that are the security team? We've had a few that have done that, but um, our parking team is one through the church. So I use our parking team that are the guys that park the cars oh, on, on Sundays. Sure. They already yep. exist, and then uh, the security team. We have a few guys, but we have more. We add um, more guys to the security team um, yep. for an okay. event. Yeah, so sure. we already have those. But, yeah, you could double up. That's And some of these, you know, positions only require one to two people. I would do mm-hmm. for any of them just in case, um, you know, with kids, you never know. So it's better to have one, two ladies uh, on every committee so that if something happens, one, you still have one. And it's a small. Yeah, You right. don't need, you know, 10 to 20 for each one, for sure. Right, right. Right, right. Good. Good. Well, I'd love to spend the rest of the hour here talking about um, the marketing and how to get the ball rolling and stuff for that. So let's go ahead and dive into, um, <laughs> and I always am saying this, the earlier the better, the earlier the better. <laughs> and why Why is yeah, it why? that launching it early helps so much? My, I've found that, um, I don't know if it's just our world is such a fast-paced world today. I'm not sure, but I will I have had um, ladies that know six months in advance, and uh, they've already gotten something planned already. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the people are have their calendars uh, full fast, and so if you can get the date out, the, the sooner the better. Um, it gives you momentum. It also helps you uh, just to remind ladies through the months as you go. And that's what I say. We tried to keep our dates very, very close to each other the same date. We do our Christmas one every November, every November, and usually around the same date, right before Thanksgiving, a couple weeks, because once that happens, we lose so many women because uh, Thanksgiving company Christmas, you know, all those things just kind of just multiply. And so we found that by doing it around November the 12th every year, they already know that's the date, and that's really has helped. Now, that is an outreach, so that's that's the nice thing is we can invite people from the community, and it, it really um, they can start telling their friends because they have a date already. And we I usually put that date out in June. 
In that situation, you're actually marketing, you know, two to five years in advance when you do that, when you have your dates pretty close to the same time every year. Um, you're really starting early. And it is it is amazing. I think one of the things is that we all carry our calendars with us now in our phones mm-hmm. or however, and because of that, they do tend to fill up faster because we have it mm-hmm. right with us and we can actually – commit to things that far in advance whereas before you know we'd always have to say well i'll have to go home and check on that we'll get back to you la 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 you know it, it would get lost right right yeah, a lot of things would get lost nothing gets lost uh so uh you just are you are more committed to more different things and the earlier is better one of the things i love about early is that it gives women time so for example if you're bringing in i love the example of um our community's uh, pair brought in Liz Curtis Higgs at one point and had all the women's groups around the area do one of her books as a Bible study before she got here. Oh, my goodness. Talk about priming the pump for the speaker. It was awesome because everybody already loved her. They knew her heart. Um, and so she walked in and she didn't have to do any of what a, a speaker typically has to do. Uh, which is to, you know, break the ice and, you know, get, get people with you a little bit. Um, and so right, she just right. had this huge advantage of just walking in to an auditorium full of 800 friends. And uh, that is so important. When you start early, you have the opportunity to really do some things that you can't do if you wait until the last, you know, four weeks or two weeks before the event yeah. to do. Uh, anything else bubbling to the surface there for why it's so important to start early? Well, I think I think you know what you were saying is, is probably key. Um, we always give if uh, the speaker has a, a website or, like you said, a book. We always start giving that as well at six months when I when I just say you know mark your calendars. Um, this is who's coming. This is um, their website. You know this is their book. Whatever it is, and they already they already know the lady. They already had that that relationship mm-hmm. with her just by by doing that. And and so it that gives you time to do that. If you wait until two months out, there's no time for people to do that. So it really it really does make a difference. I think getting it out early. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Sure. Well, we're going to come right back and talk about some of the ways to get things going, as well as some marketing and some even some free marketing tools and how to use each. We'll be right back. Okay. Are you enjoying every single bite eating with God? If not, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's eatingwithgod.com. Discover the easiest, most enjoyable way to move from where you are with food today to where God wants you to be in his perfect time and way. There are free daily bite recordings available to you at www.eatingwithgod.com or you can purchase the entire set of Daily Bites, 31 individual daily MP3 words of encouragement, plus the book, Gasping for Grace, 31 Daily Devotionals for Discouraged Dieters. To start moving toward your God-given ideal weight, visit www.eatingwithgod.com. That's www.eatingwithgod.com. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Right now at WomenSpeakers.com, you can take it to the next level with online training including specific instructions, tips, and strategies to increase your knowledge, skill sets, and earning potential as an author, speaker, media guest, manager, women's ministry leader, or event planner. Pick your area of interest and get going today. The training sets at WomenSpeakers.com include over 24 modules, each 60 minutes long, focusing on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular field of interest. You can purchase each set individually or join to gain instant and ongoing access to them all for one low price. Get online training today at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Do you have a habit you can't seem to break? Or maybe you have a big project that you just can't get yourself to do. What you need is a 21-day win. 21-day wins include a workbook, a weekly group coaching session with Marnie, plus a private Facebook accountability group. You'll get clear instructions, mastery training, and practical support to help you reach your desired goal in just 21 days. Previous participants have quit smoking, completed manuscripts, and so much more. 
To join the next 21 Day Win with Marnie, visit www.21daywins.com. Break a habit or complete a project in just 21 days. Money back guaranteed. Check it out now at www.21daywins.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and I'm excited to have our guest with us today, Judy Trippy. And you spell her name J U D Y T R I P I. You can find her over at womenspeakers.com. She is also the director of women's ministry at in one of the largest churches in the Florida Baptist Convention. And she's here with us sharing some strategies to host awesome women's ministry events. Judy, we just have a little while left here in the program, and I want to spend some time talking about marketing. What are what are some ideas for getting the ball rolling, like the earlier, you know, when you're thinking very early on, uh, what are some of the things that you do way ahead? Um, the, the first thing, of course, is it, it, within the church, we, we do our, our church bulletin, and I do, again, start that like in June for something in November, uh, we start periodically putting in mark your calendar and we put the date um, and then we have our kickoff meeting and we put the date so we start putting that we put that out pretty early i do not put it in the bulletin every week i found that if you put something in anything um all the time continuously people stop seeing it so um we'll put it in and then skip two or three weeks and then put it in again so it's not something that we put in like weekly um it's almost like you don't see it anymore. The new thing that we've been doing, uh, and we just did our first one, or, or um, I did. It was kind of a little, little bit uh, because we have uh, four services. We I'm now doing our um, announcements for different events on uh, video, and so they're doing it as uh, they're putting it up during the church uh, service, and that has really. Um, it's done two things. It's made it where you're not repeating something and not getting it exactly the same at each service. But it's also, uh, it's a different format that they've not seen before. And I think that they're more intent to, to listen to what I, what someone's saying on that. So the video, um, I'm kind of excited to have that as a, a new medium to be using for marketing as a marketing tool. And then, um, and also to be able to start putting stuff like that on Facebook. I want to do it that well t- as well. So that's that's kind of our newest marketing tool. Uh, the regular uh, ones that we do that, of course, don't cost any money is your, your Facebook and your bulletins and your flyers um, and table sign-up. Those, those are probably the normal ones that you would do. Uh, but I've also found that just one-on-one, that phone call, people don't seem to hear each other's voices anymore. And so... Um, sometimes just to sit down and call those ladies that you normally don't get to see, but they've been volunteers before in the past, and uh, you really want to encourage them to invite somebody new, that to me is probably one of the best marketing tools that you you can have, is that one-on-one with someone. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've mentioned before too, but um, what we found is that at our meeting with our, and like you said earlier, you know, Recruiting volunteers, if you, Judy, have to recruit all the volunteers for your entire major event, it's not going to happen. But when you have your whole team recruiting volunteers and then when you have your volunteers recruiting volunteers, all of a sudden this is working now. And so that's the same way with the getting the word out. Uh, what we found is that we took we took our church directory, and now this is possible for us, but probably maybe harder for different groups. But we took our church directory and divided it out, and we would try to get with you know we would we would say, well, I know her, you know, play pits open almost, and figure out you know who you know who you know, and uh, go back right, and forth. Right. And then and then uh, for the gals that nobody knows personally, no, this is so huge. Okay, so you have this whole whole committee. And these are people that nobody knows. Well, even all the more then right. to reach out to them, but one on one. So either um, either try to find them at church or put a note in their put a note in their um, mailbox or do something that's a personal invitation for that person. And we found that that right. has made all the difference too. And I agree, yeah. it's just one on one. It's like everybody's groaning. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so know. much easier. But if you pass it around, Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we it is it, it's easy, it, easier, but unfortunately, it doesn't work as well. Um, um you know, right. uh, at least it hasn't for us. Uh, we do exactly the same. 
that we take the list from last year um the volunteers and we pass it around in the core group and we say all right you pick out five ladies that you are personally call no email you know none no text voice i want to hear you want to hear their voice and so we do it that way too and um and like you said there's some unfortunately that we don't know and and we miss but we always ask that second that person that we talk to you know is there someone new that we need to talk to can you give me their name or number and um Word of mouth just really seems to be still today. Um, the mass advertisement for Facebook, that's great. I mean, it works wonderful. It gets that out there. But to individually get those volunteers and, and people, we want them to know we love them and we want them and that it wouldn't be the same without them, and it won't because God has already planned who's supposed to be there. And if their name is there, you know what? They're supposed to be there. So that's that's. You know, I think that's the key right there is, is to pray and, and ask God to, to um, help you to see which ones you need to ask. And, and he, he, he has the way. He finds the way for us. So that's, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the free marketing tool right there. Yeah. Now, do you, for your outreach, do you actually do commercials on the radio or a, a TV show or anything like that? Or do you just pretty limit, limit it to the bulletin and flyers and stuff like that? We limit it to um, we have uh, 40 hostesses usually every year, and that's about how many tables for the for the outreach that we have. We can do 40 to 50 tables in our church, so it kind of limits us, unfortunately, uh, because it is a sit down um, brunch. That limits that. Now, when we do uh, other things, we can we can do that. We can you know um, advertise on the radio and things, um, and because we can see, seat up to eleven hundred. But when it's um, when it's a sit down, we're kind of limited. So what we do is we um, when we have our kickoff, we have um, forty ladies that volunteer to host tables. Some to the table since we've started, and some are brand new, and so. Um, we meet with them, and they usually invite the seven others to their table. Is how that's done. Okay. So we we don't have okay. yeah. It, it, you know we do have phone calls though that come in from people that have been before that ladies have come and they want to come again, and so we um we always have um, hostesses that are willing to you know that we can have them at tables because we do assign seating for that. Okay. And that All right. makes it personal too. That assigned seating. Right, right. And about how far in advance do you require people to uh, pre-register then? Um, we start for um, we start are usually six weeks out, six to eight weeks. We have our ho- we we'll have our um, kickoff meeting, and then we start our ticket sales as soon as the ladies have their tickets because we give each hostess the tickets for their tables. And so they're responsible for that, yeah. And then, then, then what they do is, um, some we ask them in two weeks to give us back tickets that they they're unable to find someone to sit because that's you know we don't want them to have that burden. And then, but we usually fill the tables very fast. It's usually but by the third week we're pretty full. So, but we've been doing that a long time, and and people already know about it. So, um, you know, it's and I've thought several times about doing you know two of them so that we can have more ladies, um, but it loses something. It just doesn't seem to work to mm. do that, do it that way. So we've just stuck mm. with the one for that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're doing an, uh, an outreach and there's no seating involved as far as the limited, you know, then then uh, we do the radio, uh, the, the newspaper, and, and usually I try to have the paper come if it's someone and interview that person beforehand right um, even right. on the radio the and that speaker. works really really well yes mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. works yeah and i always i always encourage event planners that that's you know that's news your event is news and so if you do a nice uh, press release um that the media will want to at least run your press release if not come and cover the story you're affecting you know quite a few women in their in their readership and people like to read about themselves in the paper, and so that gives that gives local media incentive to cover your story. And for you, it's a wonderful way to get the word out about your church or your ministry or even the event itself if you can get it covered early enough. 
so cool. Right, well, right. we have a few more minutes right now. Let's go back and talk about at the beginning. I'm so glad we have time because um, we had to we had to kind of go through the committee heads very quickly. But I did want to spend right. some time on the prayer committee because this is a committee that some some groups never have thought of having a prayer committee. And uh, this is such an important committee. So maybe just describe for us what your prayer committee does. Okay. Other than uh, we start I mean, obviously you're praying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, we do a couple of things. One of the first things that we do um, is, again, I have a core lady that heads up the prayer team. And she um, she meets with them two days prior to the event. But during before that, uh, they will pray together whenever they want to, you know, they set up their time to pray. We also have a, a lady that heads up our email prayer committee. And so, for instance, if we have um, 40 volunteers or 50, we have them all on the email. And so she sends out prayers weekly uh, for the event, for the speaker, or whatever's going on at that time. So we actually have a, a prayer email going on continuously through that. And then um, two days prior from the event, that that core team uh, usually there's five to six women, and they actually walk the perimeter of the church and pray, and then they come in and they, they do the same thing inside, and then the day of the event, they do the same thing. They meet ahead of time, and then they pray um, together, and then we all pray with all the, the volunteers. We all come together and pray. So there's a, we, we start praying from, from, from uh, the time we do the actual kickoff, with that core group and then with the email prayer. Um, so it's, it, and you know, power, uh, prayer is so powerful the more that you have involved. So when you have 40 or more volunteers praying for something, you know, it, it's, it's really a very powerful, very powerful. Yeah. So that's kind of the things we do. And I'm sure that there, others have other ideas that they've done that worked well, you know, like prayer stations. Some people, they, they have done that, that as well. But, um, of course, we pray for the speaker. So each week it's something specific, you know, whether it's for the speaker or the singer or for the volunteers or for the core team or for the church. So we have specific prayers going out every week. That is so cool. And I can't remember. I, I'm wondering if it might have been C.S. Lewis, but I know somebody once said Satan scoffs at prayerless endeavors. And it's just so mm. true that without the, without God. God's blessing without his empowering, without his presence, obviously, um, it's just not going to be what it could be if he were the core of it all. And and the other thing I found, um, even my husband and I have found that if we will pray first before we talk, that even if we have very different opinions or uh, different perspectives, the conversation goes so much better because we have humbled ourselves before God and we are willing right. to work with each other in a different way. It changes everything to pray, and I'm I'm so glad that that was your key point, and that um, that we were able to talk about it a little bit. Well, Judy, um, we just have like two minutes left, and I just wanted to okay. maybe just invite you. Um, you are a speaker as well. When you go speak, what mm-hmm. are what is a topic or two that you like to talk on? Oh, I usually do. Um, um, it's called in the garden, you know, being in God's garden, and um, probably the if if uh, if I'm in His garden, why I'm always in the weeds, kind of that Irma Bombeck idea of, <laughs> of, of life, you know. I'm supposed to be uh, filled with the Spirit, and uh, sometimes I, it seems like it's only weeds that I keep pulling out of my garden with God. Mm. So that's probably mm. my my heart one. And then I do Christmas traditions because again, I think that if we focus on the Christ in in our Christmas and and not so many of the other traditions and I go over the different ones you know why why we have holly for Christmas and why we use wreaths so that when you are putting those things up your focus is on Christ and what they represent Mm -hmm. you know a wreath is the eternal um yeah eternal and then and the holly of course is the the red is the blood of Christ because he wore the the thorns and so uh, that's the two of probably my most favorite. But when you were talking about uh, praying before you start, uh, even the 10 months out, the scripture that always um, comes to my mind is Exodus 33:15. If your presence does not go out mm-hmm. before us, do not send us out from here. You don't need to have it happen. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's kind Absolutely. of my my 
before we even start. If we don't we don't have God in it, I don't want to get out ahead of him for sure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Judy, so thankful that you could be here today. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for all this great information. I thank you as well. And thank you guys for listening. And you can learn more about Judy over at womenspeakers.com under Judy Trippy, T-R-I-P-I. And uh, you can find out more about me over at Marty.com. And we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye.